This is Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation movie news podcast with your hosts, Josh. We got to modernize it so like tech and lasers and Willis. This movie is going to make so much money. Join us each week as we break down the latest movie news, TV news, and general industry news and debate about what it all really means. It is once again time for us to devote an entire episode to nothing but movie trailers because for some reason, once every couple months, there's a time where all the studios drop all their trailers within four days and it doesn't give us time to even like dissect or digest what's going on. So we're going to do it live yep. on the podcast right now. Yes. Um, well, I mean, we have seed all of these trailers at this point. True, but we haven't really discussed. We, we don't really true. know where we fall on them. We're going to be discussing movies like Ferrari, a lot, the killer salt burn, all the ones that you would expect us to talk about. Uh, it, we've, we've kind of hit that second half of the year. Yeah. Fourth quarter. Here come the Oscar noms phase. Yes. Um, and they're coming hard and fast. They really are. And with the strikes, it it was interesting because we didn't really know if we were even going to get to this part of the year. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. lo and behold, we don't know if any of these movies are even going to come out this year, but they have trailers now. <laughs> but before we get into the trailers, yes, I'm going to give you a rundown of what's coming out this week because there's a couple things, not too, too much. We are seeing the effects of some of these strikes going on right now, as I yep. no doubt the rest of the year. For theaters, we have My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 coming out on September 8th. I didn't know this was coming. How the Mighty Have Fallen. <laughs> so I worked in a movie theater when My Big Fat Greek Wedding uh, oh, came yeah. out. And like... It was a thing. Months upon months upon months. I think it played for like eight months. Yeah. Wait. Um, let's see. So My Big Fat Greek Wedding made $368 million. <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, On a five million dollar budget. Yes, it was insane. It's like paranormal activity numbers. <laughs> it was absolutely, absolutely insane. Who does that? That's like one of the best successful success stories of all time. Oh my God! How? What's? Hold on, let me look up the the box office here because like it came out on May sixteenth and it left theaters. February of the next year. Oh my god! It was folks. Nuts. That doesn't happen anymore. Okay, we're yeah. we're just happy. Barbie and literally, still in theaters. shout out these people. Two elderly people came to see it the day after it left. Oh, and they're like, we feel like we have to see my big fat Greek wedding, and I'm like, sorry, you fucked up. <laughs> it's been here for almost, almost a year. year. <sighs> they did it to themselves. Uh, they did it to themselves. Yeah. So that was crazy. And then my Big Fat Greek Wedding 2 came out and it was like, okay. And now no, three. I don't think anyone's set for three. Never, speaking yeah. of trailers, never saw a trailer for this. It's out this Friday. Go see it or yeah, not. Not really sure. That's true. Um, yeah, I didn't know, didn't know anything about this. Um, another movie that's kind of just dropped that I, I've seen a trailer for, but only because I go see horror movies in theaters is The Nun 2, which is obviously the sequel to The Nun, which is a prequel to the conjuring movies and an extension of the conjuring universe i don't i don't know i'm really not into the movies that aren't 
the first two Conjuring films just because they're James Wan and they're great. <laughs> These, uh, you yeah. know, take it or leave it. It is what it is. It's out. It's a horror film. I'm sure it'll be fun. It's, it'll be one of those movies. Um, that's really it for theaters, for streaming. We have The Changeling coming out on Apple TV Plus on September 8th, which is Lakeith Stanfield. I I actually really am looking forward to this. I believe it's an adaptation yeah. of The Changeling that I, I think that what Clint did like way back in the day, I think, uh, I I'm talking know. out of my ass, so I'm not 100 percent sure. So <laughs> it is what it, I know. It's not the George C. Scott Changeling. I know that for sure. Um, we also have Selling the OC coming to Netflix on the eighth, and Walking Dead. Daryl Dixon hitting AMC. Man, they are milking the Walking Dead. There's like three Walking Dead shows going on right now. There's so uh, there are three Walking Dead shows starting right now. That's not counting Fear the Walking what Dead, in the which is still on. It's like eighth season. People still watch the show? I don't... I mean, it's weird because it's like kind of weirdly spoilers about who survived uh, the Walking Dead, because sure. I certainly didn't finish it's, that Well, Daryl's show, alive, but, yeah. <laughs> um, well, and my favorite thing and is Daryl's in Europe. Mm. Like... It takes place, I think, in London. So, like, he's made it across the Atlantic Ocean. Somehow. Okay. When I left them, Rock and yeah, roll. I think Negan was still alive. So, who knows? Yeah. I, Negan's in one of the spinoffs. Negan, it's Negan and um, Laura Cohen there. Lauren Cohen. Um, I don't know. They're, like, in a city. And then the other one is Michonne and Rick. Uh, Rick. We'll do a whole. How do, I don't know. We'll do a whole episode about something about this stuff because I do not understand what's going on. This has like weird like backroom mafia vibes of like we're doing. Somebody is like, yo, we're making yeah. more Walking Dead. <laughs> Walking Dead is going on forever, and it really, really anyway. is. Anyway, <laughs> that's what's coming to streaming for shows. For movies, we have Birth slash Rebirth coming to VOD on September fifth. We have The Little Mermaid live action remake coming to Disney Plus on the sixth. We have Mafia Mama hitting Paramount Plus on the 4th. We have the Old Boy remaster, which I'm so, so sad that I didn't get to see in a theater, uh, hitting VOD on the 5th. And then we have Scouts Honor the Secret Files of the Boy Scouts of America hitting Netflix on the 6th. And I just know that that is going to be a downer and a half. There's just yep, no way that's going, going to that make you feel good at all. Um, <laughs> but that's what's coming out this week. And without further ado, everyone, let's talk about some movie trailers. So, like we said at the top, for some reason, the last 10 days, there have been a lot of really highly anticipated movie trailers dropping and some ones that we didn't yes. even know were coming out, which is interesting. And we are going to run down the list right now and talk about them. Well, it's also worth noting, I think TIFF is this week. TIFF, right? Telluride, Venice week. are all this week. Yeah. So, big, big yeah. stuff happening. So, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I kind of get it. We can finally like check that box and say like, all right, now out to the exactly, game. exactly. So, um, of course, mentioning all those film festivals, we have to start <laughs> with the trailer for Good Burger Two. <laughs> no yes. doubt, a Venice premiere. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. So, um, like I said, I've I've never. This is probably blaspheme. I've never actually seen Good Burger. I know of it. I've seen all the clips. I know the jokes, but that's about where it ends for me. And that's fine. Good Burger, I am like perfectly aligned with the popularity of Good Burger. Mm -hmm. um, like it, I watched all that when it was on Nickelodeon. Yeah. I used to watch the sketches with Good Burger and then like Keenan and Kel going off to make their movie was like a huge thing. Yeah. Um, shout out Sinbad, who's amazing in this, whatever. Um, I'll be curious to see if he's in this next one. Cameo. Um, Good Burger is a 
fascinating artifact from the mid 90s yeah oh definitely the mid 90s 1997 yep um yeah so that counts um a wonderful artifact from there i rewatched it a few years i want to say during covid i rewatched it sure um and it's uh it's of its time like that's all it is uh good burger (laughs) 2 i am excited for asterisks um i'm gonna watch the shit out of this movie um if for no other reason than to see keenan and kel like back together yeah um, i mean keenan's been on snl for forever decades now, now. Yeah. um and uh i think he's like the elder cast member at this point i think he is which um, is he's wild. been there the longest That's yeah why wow um, and i feel like he has no intention of ever going anywhere like no he loves that shit yeah i mean he went from like all that to snl which yeah. like all that was like what if we had SNL with right. kids? Uh, <laughs> it's perfect for him. But uh, I'm going to watch this. It's direct to streaming on Paramount Plus, mm-hmm. um, which like, yeah, it's a streaming movie. Um, yeah. I think there's going to be some great cameos. I assume uh, this is cast by Allison Jones. Sure. Would, I just assume it, like, it has to be. all of the, the keystones. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm going to watch it. I don't have a huge opinion on it. It's here. Um, I, I'm. It's here. I think a lot of people will just be like, "Oh my god, Good Burger Two! I can't not watch yeah. this." And even if they it's going to be a, a nostalgia revisit, revisit, yeah, exactly. And I will bet it's ninety minutes tops. Yeah, you know, um, Carmen Electra back again. <laughs> um, but, but we you, won't have Abe Vigoda. Yeah, yeah, because he's dead. Yeah, or maybe a <laughs> deep fake. <laughs> Deep fake Abe Vigoda. Jesus. Um, all right. Good Burger's out of the way. That was the one that we were kind of like, we can't just like pivot to Good Burger in the middle of one of these. Right. It doesn't So like, fit. let's start here. Yeah. Um, but Good Burger. Uh, release date? Oh, I don't know. Uh, November 2023? I don't know if we have a specific date yet. That probably makes um, sense. It's probably in the trailer. What's it say at the end of the trailer? I think it just said November. Type yeah, into Google. No date. Is okay. is Good Burger Two really coming out? <laughs> I, I saw it. it says streaming this fall on the trailer. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're uh, feeling it out. They're feeling it out right yeah. now. The land. They're gonna drop it when they're like, yeah, all right, go. Exactly. Um, so now we have to pivot from Good Burger Two to a movie that's just like Good Burger Two. Uh, David Fincher's The Killer, which uh, yes. <laughs> was my number one most anticipated movie of this year. And to be quite honest, I wasn't sure that it was actually going to make it for this year because of everything that's going on. And we hadn't really... It was supposed to be last year, right? I don't know. I honestly... I don't think so. Or no, I don't think it was. No, it was one that we heard about late last year, but we didn't know much about it. And then they did a snippet of it in Netflix's like upcoming slate for the year in January type thing. But we get a trailer... A full trailer in classic David Fincher fashion that just nails the tone of what it's going to be. You get really interesting narration monologue from the main character. You get just enough information about what's happening so that you're not confused about anything. And you know it's going to be dark and violent. And this is the David Fincher that I've been waiting for. And it's funny because I was explaining this to my roommate recently that it feels like older Fincher. And after rewatching the trailer, I actually take that back. It feels like a mixture. It feels like a culmination of everything he's done since 
like Fight yeah. Club and Seven, or I guess Fight Club and uh, you know, like Panic Room and and those movies. Yeah. And now, because it's de- like sleek, it's got so much style. But it, it looks like it has a lot of polish on it. It yeah. does. It's not as grimy as Seven, Fight Club, yeah. the game. Like those are grimy thrillers, and this is like. The lens flares, the cinematography. I'm like, oh, he's got some. And obviously, Fincher always has tricks up his sleeve. But I'm, yeah. I'm down. I'm in. I this looks better than I thought could have hoped. Uh, yeah, let's go. It, like the <laughs> the style that just oozes from this trailer is next level, and it is like reminiscent of that like classic Fincher of like mm-hmm. you know. It's weird. I say classic Fincher. And I'm talking about like Fight Club and Seven and yeah. Panic Room and, you know, all the way back to like Zodiac and things like that. But like that was like what, like five movies ago for him? Yeah. It's not like a huge thing. I think it's like weird because I feel like Mank changed my perception of Fincher. Same. Like unnecessarily so. And I liked Mank, but. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen Mank, but like I feel like just like the mentality around it was just kind of like here's a Fincher film that's like kind of like, and again, I haven't seen it, but like feels a little goofier than Fincher kind of stuff. Totally. And like, you know, is Gary Ullman being a larger than life character kind of thing, you know? And before that, like gone girl and like, you know, and then we back to house of cards and the girl with the dragon tattoo, which is like, feels like forever ago. Right. But then um, Benjamin Button in between there, like he's, he's dipped his fingers yeah. in weird stuff before that didn't always work. But this feels like, this feels like, I had a similar reaction to this as I did the first time I saw the trailer for The Gentleman. Yes. Where yes. it's like, oh, here here comes this auteur back to form, like back to where he should be. And honestly, The Irishman, too, although yes. that didn't quite deliver. But like, you know, it's like here we are coming back to like what this director does best. And this movie's going to be insane. This movie's going to be so stressful. Fucking oh my God. Trent Reznor and oh um, Atticus, Atticus, Ross. Ro- Atticus Ross back again. Like, I don't know, The Social Network fucking score is the best thing yeah to listen to ever ever um whenever you're doing anything you know, yeah anything yeah it just <laughs> makes everything work yeah um so i don't know i mean this is like i don't i don't remember if this was on my top five list i need to like when we do our top five list i need to like write them on a post-it and like stick, stick it them down for the rest of the year well i have no idea it is it is there's a letterbox list with your top five on there oh so all right it's the, I don't know if it's on <laughs> that doesn't give you an answer. I have no idea if it's on there or not, but um I feel like it was. You're I feel like it was too, but it could have been one of those things where I uh deferred because I knew You knew I was gonna talk about it. You would talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. Top five most anticipated of oh god. Okay, yeah, it was my number four most anticipated. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Of course. I mean it's a David oh. Fincher movie. These don't come around all the time. You know they're always going to be good regardless of what they do, of what he does. Yeah. Um, I've just been reminded of one of my ones from that I haven't heard anything about in a little while. And I'm like, where, where's it at? Oh. Oh. But. Okay. We won't we won't get that sidetracked. True, true, true. Well, a movie that was not on either of our lists, I don't believe. Because I didn't know this was coming out this year. I don't think I did. I feel like this went from very nebulous to very so like, concrete, very Here's quickly. a trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, we're talking about Michael Mann's Ferrari. Uh, I think both of us are huge Michael Mann fans. I don't I yes. don't know of many people who aren't who have seen his work. Uh, this film stars Adam Driver as Ferrari. Um, 
and we only got like a teaser but to be quite honest i don't want to see a full trailer because there's no dialogue in this there's just loud car noises and amazing score and beautiful cinematography it's weird because i'm like i i don't consider this like a teaser I feel like this is a full trailer. I feel like this is indicative of what this movie is going to be like. I think it know? is, but you know we're going to get like a three-minute trailer for this movie yeah. that I yeah. just am probably not going to watch. And we're going to get a, yeah. a, like a part of a monologue and whatever. Um, I think this looks fantastic. I, I've he- been hearing weird things about the premiere, but I don't really trust critics because I have yeah. very, very weird taste anyways. Um, I'm down. Driver looks phenomenal. Like literally phenomenal, like, uh, you know, and we saw him in house Gucci that was fine, you know, and he was Mm -hmm. an Italian and fine. He looks like he's doing the thing this time. He looks like he's really doing the thing this time. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so weird because it's like, I, I was thinking this when I was watching this earlier. I'm like, I don't know when Adam driver became one of the most like bankable actors to be like a leading man in your film because he is but he just like you could put him in anything and he would thrive and he's been in he's been in star wars he was in 65 i mean he's worked with marriage story everyone at this point like you know what i mean and like he's in silence yeah yeah like i mean you talk what we've got i'm looking at his imdb here we've got two um We've got two Ridley Scott movies. We've got two Noah Baumbach stories, stories, movies. Uh, Scorsese. You know, Scorsese. Um, we've got uh, Spike Lee. J.J. Abrams we've and Ryan Johnson. J.J. Abrams. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Yep. Um, you know, and it's just like, and he's, he knocks it out in all of these, you know, all the way back. Like, I mean, this is the dude from Girls. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. So bizarre, but like bankable leading man, rock yeah. and roll. Who's also happens to actually be really, really good at what he does. Um, I'm down. I'm down for Ferrari. Again, I was down before I even heard anything about this movie. I was like, Michael Mann's making a Ferrari movie. Michael Mann was supposed to direct Ford v. Ferrari, but instead mm. he's just doing a Ferrari movie. Sick. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is one of the like Oscar contender. This, like, Oh, no doubt. it's going to be hard to not have this in the conversation. I mean, it's not going to be hard. It's going to be impossible to not have this in the conversation. Like this is clearly made to be an Oscar contender. Although I don't know if I even believe saying that. I feel like Michael Mann just operates on that level. Yeah. That like this is. Yeah. Although I don't know if that's true. Like I think of Michael Mann and I'm like, I feel like he hasn't hit in a couple of years. No, it depends. Recent Michael Mann has not been good. Black hat. Um, American Gangster? No, no, no. What was it? Um, it was. Um, hold on, I was just the one there. with Johnny Depp. Um, Public Enemies. Public Enemies. Not, yeah. not super great, you know. But he's also the guy who did Last Mohicans and Heat. So it's like, what can you even in Collateral? Like, yeah, come on, and Collateral. <laughs> yeah. What can we say? Yeah, and it, like it's weird because he, he, he runs. You know, we talk about Tarantino all the time being just like bangers across the board. And we say bangers across the board. I think for a lot of, and he's not that right you know like miami vice too was not not great great yeah um but like he has his lows but his highs are up there his highs are the best movies of all time (laughs) yeah you know um so i don't know we'll see i'd like 
I'm so excited that we are literally just getting to the point that's like, here's our Oscar contenders for 2024. Dude, um, Scorsese, Michael Mann, David Fincher, Sofia Coppola. I mean, like, mm-hmm. what are we like this year for Oscar season is going to be regardless of what happens is going to be absolutely insane. Like I just, yeah. I mean, you can, you can toss more onto that. You can toss, uh, um, I mean, you, Emerald there. Yeah. Well, yes, let's, let's toss Emerald there and let's talk about Saltburn. Um, what's her name? Emerald Fennell. She, Emerald Fennell. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, you can toss Emerald Fennell in there. You like, can, you most definitely can. Uh, Saltburn. New Salt movie burn. by Emerald Fennell, yeah. uh, starring Barry Keoghan and Jacob Delorde and Rosamund Pike. Uh, that looks and Carrie Mulligan and Carrie Mulligan that looks. Although I feel like that's going to be a small. Sorry, I think so. Right. I think so. But <laughs> Carrie Mulligan is literally always good. Um, looks like it's going to be a troubling but incredibly romantic psychological drama that looks both gorgeous and intimate. I don't know. Yeah, it just. Like it's scre- the the frames were just screaming off the screen. I was like, oh my yeah. god! Like, and Barry Keoghan, like again, one of those guys that I'm like, he just kind of came out of nowhere, and now he's working with all the best filmmakers. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, he's one of those ones. I'm like, I don't know how much I like him. Mm. This will be a big test because this, I think, is one of the first things I'll see him in where he's like actually the lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He plays those peripheral characters pretty well. He kind of annoys me in a lot of stuff. Really? Kind of. Yeah. Like he, I think, was a distraction in Banshees of Inisherin for me. Mm. Um, you know, I think the same thing with like the Eternals, which Interesting. Know, a lot going on in that movie. So what was the other one that he was in that I was like, well, he was well, spoilers for the Batman, but he was Joker in the Batman. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, like that's, I think that's the kind of thing. Well, I don't even know if I believe this, but like, I feel like he's like just everywhere mm-hmm. on everything. Yeah. Like across the board, like auteur to like popcorn. Sure. And I'm just kind of like, I, I don't know how much I buy into his whole thing, but interesting. Like, I'm, I'm ready to be convinced, I suppose. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like Emerald Fennell, like pretty young woman, promising young woman, um, promising young woman, like was a great movie. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching this trailer, which is a hurricane. Yeah, for sure. You have no idea what's going all on all over movie. the place. Um, Love story. Fish maybe. out of water is like the most I could kind of pull out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was watching this trailer and I was like, this doesn't feel like her filmmaking. This feels like something different. But then as I like sat and I'm like, no, this feels exactly like her filmmaking. Right. Just like with just a do whatever you want kind of vibe to it yes. of like make something that's further that like reaches further into your filmmaking talent. Or pushes your filmmaking talent further, I feel like. Right, and I think this is Neon, which totally makes sense as a distributor. It's Neon and A24. Those are the two distributors that you're like, okay, if you've got your stamp on it, I'm going to at least look at it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I, I, yeah. Again, Oscar contender. This is like, this is one of those I've heard nothing about. I heard nothing about this movie until I started being like, all right, like, let me make a letterbox list of like what I think the Oscar noms are going to be. 
And every letterbox list I looked at that was on like letterboxed already. Saltburn. Had Saltburn on. I was like, the fuck is Saltburn? Right. Um, yes. And I think it just premiered maybe. So yeah, yeah. it's getting a little more buzz. I want to, yeah. Um, I will say also, and this is neither here nor there, but this has made me just, I guess, resign myself to the fact that like that typography of just like solid color in contrast with the rest of the kind of scene. Yeah. Is just like the style that's up. Like, I guess I have to just like deal with it now because I've yeah. always seen it as kind of just like, oh, you just like typed text over your image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess it's an intentional style. Definitely. Like, it's big I, in the music video world right now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so uh, I suppose. Um, speaking of Oscar contenders, no doubt. We have a new and film. neon movies, I suppose. And neon films and movies that we really didn't know were coming. Uh, yeah. And Ava DuVernay film is is coming, which, you know, Ava being one of those filmmakers that's like, oh, yeah, look at what she's doing. You know, it's yeah. always going to be good. Uh, this movie is called Origin, starring Anjanou Ellis, John Bernthal, Vera Farmiga, and looks to be a, like, I couldn't really gather. It's a I teaser. I couldn't really gather yeah. what was going on. <laughs> Racism is tackled globally. I'm not sure more than that. Yeah. Um, Oscar contender immediately, like absolutely. In some I mean, way, like this sure is yeah. It's weird because th this trailer you get almost n none of the stars are in this trailer. Yeah, it felt it gave me vibes of like Baraka and mm. like Koyana Scotsi of just like abstract Montage. like shots of different yeah. things juxtaposed to other things like. So I don't know. I don't know what to do with this movie. Um, yeah. But like, I, I want, I want to see more. <laughs> Me too. This is one where I'm like, I really want to see a trailer for, just because I know it's yeah. going to be good with who's involved. But I just, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. You know, I couldn't even gather tone from this. I'm like, oh, I, I think, yeah, this it, might be it brutal, feels all over the place. <laughs> maybe not. Um, it's, that's not fair. It doesn't feel all over the place. It is all over the place, but like in a refined way. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Cause Ava is like a true talent in the filmmaking world. Uh, yeah, I don't have much else to say other than I'm looking forward to seeing this movie yeah. I, that I did premiered not know was Venice. coming. Premiered oh, of course. Venice. That's why we're getting it. Yeah. So it premiered like literally yesterday when we're yeah. recording on a Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Interesting. So like... This went right on my, uh, I'm talking a lot about letter love ox lists today, but hey, um, this went we'll right on my like Oscar contenders. Uh, oh yeah. List. Like, I don't even know what it is, but like, it's going to be, it's going to be in the conversation. No doubt. Uh, a movie that probably won't make the Oscar contenders list, but who knows? There could be best actor or, or actress in this. Yeah. Uh, it's a new movie from Garth Davis, director of Lion, of whom yes. I love that film, um, yes. called Foe, starring Saoirse Ronan and Paul Mescal, both wonderful, immensely talented Irish actors, uh, Yeah, which I'm like, oh, they, uh, from as soon as I saw Paul Mescal, I was like, he needs yep. to be in a film with Saoirse Ronan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And lo and behold, they're probably the only two people in this film, um, and- 
roughly it's about a couple whose lives are turned upside down when Paul's character gets offered a job on a space station and his life uh, or and his wife will be left behind in the company of a robot yeah. version of himself, basically. Yeah. Which is a lot like the Black Mirror episode that I talked about earlier this year. <laughs> um, although I think I, this I, is going to be better. <laughs> I showed this trailer to, to my wife and she literally said that i was like isn't this like a black mirror episode and i was like yeah, you're not wrong quite literally yes um i i'm looking forward to this but i'm i'm cautious about it because the trailer didn't quite grab me mm-hmm. but i know but i have nothing but faith in every single person involved so i can't not be like a little bit yeah. excited you know but the trailer i was like oh okay i texted you i'm like oh yeah it's black mirror basically and i'm like <laughs> if i hadn't just seen beyond the sea yeah i would be like holy crap what a what a premise you know <laughs> yeah it's interesting like i feel like paul mescal came out of nowhere again like yes uh, we've said like three different people i guess Adam Driver didn't come from nowhere. We've been following him for a long time, but like, but he felt like he did. He's like, I had never heard of him before after son last year. And now he's everywhere. He's the lead in the new gladiator. Yeah. Which I just looked up his IMDb. He plays Lucius. Sure. Which is like the the kid in gladiator. And I'm like, fucking looks exactly like him. I don't know how that's possible, but like, um, yeah, I mean, this movie, this movie, I said to you before the pod, this is right up my alley, like sci-fi, but it's like a intimate performance based, like it's like a melodrama. Yeah. Melodrama. Yeah. This is my jam. I am going to watch the shit out of this movie. <laughs> um, it all depends. Like this movie will be broken or made by how well those two act together. Yeah, which I feel like is like a, a rudimentary statement to make, but I'm like, there's the potential here that these two play off of each other so well that it elevates it to such like some crazy level. You know, they could it could be fine and they could be good, you know, and it could be something. But if they can like hit that right, it's gonna be just yeah. wild. Yeah. Um, so I'm hopeful. I really want to see this movie. Um, do we have yeah. a date? for it i think we do um i want to say october 6th Ooh, it's right around the corner it's soon Ooh. yeah yeah these are gonna start release. coming coming fast i think um i know and this is an amazon movie so it'll be on the front page of my oh. amazon like <laughs> immediately perfect <laughs> perfect yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to this greatly um regardless of the black mirror-ness of everything i'm just like i can't even when the movie's bad, Saoirse Ronan is good. Yeah. So I, regardless, I know those two will be good in the film, and it's Garth Dav- it's Garth Davis. I don't, I haven't seen all of his films, but Lion is like a transformative movie for me. So it's yeah, like I can't, you know. Yeah. Nothing. But I mean, things. like there's there's yeah, nothing but talent there. Um, yeah. Oh, he doesn't have a deep. I think he has like five movies, something like that. Yeah. Wow. And I've only seen like maybe two. So Lion. No, this wait, Lion, Mary Magdalene, and Pins in two thousand, which is a Never documentary. Seen anything but Lion? So then, like, guess. yeah. So I mean, it sounds like it's Lion, Mary Magdalene, and Foe, um, and he has another one in the in the chamber. But yeah, um, wow, big break in between. Holy crap! Yeah, jeez. Um, 
Well, I'm down yeah. for faux. I'm down for yes. faux. And uh, speaking of big breaks in between. Uh, yes. Chicken oh, run. My God. So pivot real quick here. Not even a pivot. This will be as stupid as it sounds. This will be in the Oscar conversation. It will be. It will be. You're not wrong. It will be. Like this will. This. It's I feel. Huh? Yeah. 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 Like I feel like the animation always has one of these. Totally. You know, um, the animation category at the Oscars, that is. Um, yeah. It's going to get trounced, oh, yeah. obviously, by Spider-Verse. But, yeah. um, and like, I don't need, like, that's the question. I'm like, does it hit number five in the top five? We don't know um, yet. We There's don't know a lot yet. of good animated features this year. Uh, what's your relationship with uh, Chicken Run? I absolutely love chicken run in fact i love all of the ardman stuff wallace and gromit like i'm a huge fan my dad's british mm-hmm. so like we like there's a there's a yeah i've seen all of this I don't stuff think I knew that. well he's canadian but he's born in britain it's a whole thing ah, anyway okay. <laughs> my grandparents are british um yeah i chicken run was one of the films i saw when i was really young it actually deeply disturbed me there's a lot of sequences kind of horrifying that are really scary um so yeah, I have a great affinity for all of this kind of stuff. Wallace and Gromit, like, literally, is one of my favorite things things ever. Absolutely, it just is. What about you? What's your What's your relationship with Chicken? Run? I mean, same kind of thing. I, I I will say I Chicken Run is one of those movies that I feel like if I watched, I would point at and go, "Oh, here is like reference after reference that just subconsciously worked its way into like the way I talk." Oh yeah. I can't pull any off the top of my head, no. but I'm sure they're there. You know what I mean? I haven't mean? seen it in years. Um, yeah. And like, I mean, it came out in 2000. So it's like a long time ago. And it's like, just as I was like going into high school. So like, you know, it's, I think I was like, right. And it's weird. I'm like, was I too old for chicken run? But I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Chicken Run had a wide age range. Well, the comedy is not really for kids. Like the yeah. animation is, but the comedy is like pretty mature in my yeah like wallace and Gromit's not for children i don't think. yeah like no <laughs> feathers is fucking terrifying feathers is <laughs> like i i remember we're getting off the subject but i remember watching um oh my god i don't have it what's the one that feathers is in oh god um uh the pants what the fuck the wrong uh, trousers the wrong trousers yes <sighs> <laughs> It was just not there. It took us there. way too long. It was one of those things. It's like you opened up something like a folder in your brain and you're like, yes. oh, this should have information in it. Right. Um, I just posted a photo of him the other day on my yeah. story. <laughs> so Feathers is fucking terrifying. Um, like literally. Like, you know, and I mean, just that animation style, I think, is so engaging and interesting. And like, I'm going to watch the shit out of, of Dawn of the Nugget. Yeah, getting which has the, horrifying implications, but like it does. And getting to the actual trailer, I'll be honest, I'm a little, I'm a little like, why was this made? Because it it yeah. does the same thing that a lot of older films do, which is like, oh, we got to modernize it, so like tech and lasers and this. And I'm yeah. like, I that's not Chicken Run was so rudimentary. It had the nothing moles. to do with any yeah. of this. Like it was so just like gritty, not gritty, but like. It had. It was about a farm, dude. Like that's what it was yeah. about. And this is like, uh, it's just getting to a point where I'm like, I'll watch this, but how necessary is this? I, you know, 
I don't know. Yeah. It, it'll be an interesting thing. Like, I feel like my question is at what point in development did Netflix uh, go to the original creators? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Were they like, did yeah. they, did, um, I'm blanking on the name again. Um, what, the studio? No, the, the, the creators. Fuck. Um, oh, I actually don't know these off the top of my head. Uh, Peter Lord and Nick Park, mm. which I, I assume they're, they're, uh, involved. Yeah. Did they direct it? No. Ooh, scandal. Ooh. Um, producers for Chicken Run, Dawn and the Nugget. Mm. Um, ooh, executive producers. Mm. Mm. Um, well, what I was going to say is like, at what point did, were they brought in to this project? Did Netflix green light a sequel to Chicken Run and then Bring go for it for a while there. and then like be like, ah, we should get the original guys in this. Yeah. Um, or is this something that they came up with? Right. Um, and uh, brought to Netflix and Netflix was like, yeah, all right. Yeah, you sure. Know. We have money. Because um, I think that direction is going to be important. A hundred percent. Because there's a very specific tone that a lot of these films have that if it doesn't have that immediately, I'm going to yeah. be like, hmm, this is not right. Yeah. There's like, I, I'm, I, I'm blanking on them specifically, but I feel like there's a couple examples of recently of just like, here's like, we tried to make another one and it didn't really work. So whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. um, which is, I just, don't know. It's so pointless. Like we'll see. I don't have super high hopes for this. I'm going to watch the living shit out of it either way. Yeah. It won't uh, be as good as chicken run. That, like, definitely that's, not. There's no way. There's I mean, no maybe way. if it's a five star movie, like sure. if in like a month and a half, we're sitting here being like, I don't know, like spider verse was great, but like but chicken, chicken run, run Donna, the nugget was amazing. Um, yeah, that was, when God that conversation happens, yeah, the darkest timeline. Jesus. Uh, <sighs> oh God. So I guess we can pivot. I, I don't know how you pivot <laughs> more um, <laughs> away from this, but uh, no one will save you. Um, yeah, a new movie from 20th Century Studios slash Hulu slash I guess Disney. Yes, directed by um, Brian Duffield, writer of Underwater, uh, Love and Monsters, and Kong Skull Island, which is really interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, seems like a single actor horror movie. Yes. Uh, Do we call this a horror movie? Well, so that's what I was going to bring up. It stars Caitlin Deaver, who I yes. love. I think she's phenomenal. Um, who I had to shake myself of being like the girl from Booksmart. <laughs> I mean, you're That's not like wrong. a weird, but like, oh, then my brain went, oh, but also like dope sick. Like she is like a, and she know. was in the whale, I think, wasn't she? Yeah. No, that was, <laughs> no. uh, that was what's her name from stranger things. But like, yeah, she's, yeah. Not that like book smart isn't legitimate, but like not a comedy actor. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And this seems to be a one part home invasion movie, one part alien abduction film. Which yes. has my interest just premise alone. However, they showed way too much in the trailer. I don't really yeah, understand was why. I was like, okay, and and now we know that it's this freaking quiet place monster again. Like, yeah. I don't know why we can't get away from these like 
long four-legged creatures like it's yeah. been the same thing for every one of these um i will say i love that it kind of wrong foots you in the trailer being like oh this is a horror home invasion film mm-hmm. staged like a horror film the house is staged like a horror film the cinematography the re- yeah. the over-reliance on diegetic sound but then it's an alien abduction movie i was like oh i'm in on yeah. this and then they show way too much and I was kind of like, oh, yeah. okay, you know. We, I got to the end of this, and I was like, well, this goes right in Josh's um, yeah. <laughs> Cloverfield Extended Universe list, a hundred percent. Because yeah, it literally is. I like, I yeah, too much. I it, the last shot where they show you the monster full on, I was, I was like, like, that was on. that was a miss, huge misfire. Yeah, um, because this had. I mean, the opening there with the the creaking. Yeah. you know on the roof is legit i think one of the scariest things i've seen in a trailer in a long time awesome um that was awesome. terrifying and like it just kind of spirals from that and then yeah you get more and more and more and more and more and more and more um yeah i i'm still going to watch it i i hope it's good i don't have super high hopes but who knows you know i think yeah. this is like a hulu movie maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Hulu yeah. movie. Which, honestly, the movies they push to Hulu are usually pretty good. I mean, so. Prey was a Hulu movie, so like, yeah. I'm not like, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm down. I mean, it's like, it's weird because it's like, it's 20th Century Fox. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, as much as absorbed by Disney or whatever, like, that's, it's still uh, like the same kind of mentality, I think, about what they make, so. 100%. Yeah, they did the Hellraiser remake. They did um, yeah. Exit. They've done a bunch of movies that I've I've liked, so, um yeah. I'll check it It'll out. I'll be curious sure. to see if there's anybody else in this movie. She's the only one listed her. in the cast. Yeah. So I'm like, hmm, that, that is really interesting to me too because that's like putting a lot of reliance on your lead to be like, you can carry this entire film from start to end. And finish. I feel like she can. I do. I, I think feel she like can. she's one of those. Do you think this is actually a Cloverfield movie? I don't. I mean, it might have started as one, but I do not yeah. think it is. I mean,. Underwater started as one. Overlord started as one. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, could be. I think could we're be. about due for a Cloverfield movie. Yeah, I think Paradox kind of took Paradox the wind out what, of those 18? sails. <laughs> True. Yeah, that was that was not ideal, dude. After True. Ten Cloverfield Lane, I was like, this yeah. is going to be the best franchise ever, and then it is what it is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll watch it. We'll see what happens. I'm excited, sort of. Yeah, I'm excited. I like. I'm excited to watch this one, which is yeah. like I think an interesting thing for me, considering like it feels much more like thriller than like jump scares. It feels like it's going to be well made, a hundred percent. Not that like horror movies aren't well made, but like yeah. you know what I mean. Like it feels like there's going to be more than just like it feels very signs. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Less the nun um, and more signs. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. Another movie that I am way more looking forward to uh, because I'm a massive fan of Errol Morris. Uh, yes. And this movie I didn't know was coming. It's a new film called The Pigeon Tunnel that is about John le Carre, <laughs> the yeah. world famous uh, spy war novelist, uh, documented by one of the best documentarians of all time, Errol Morris. I mean, I just, this is like, yes, let's go. Give it to me now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like this is, I mean, I will say I'm not surprised I didn't know this was coming because I'm not super tuned into the documentary world. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but like, 
I clicked on this because it said official trailer, not knowing what was coming at all. Yeah, I didn't know it was coming until you put it in the dock. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, you don't get in, like, you don't really know what's going on until, like, it's, like, until it says er- a film by Errol Morris. And you're, you're like, like oh. Whoa, wait, <laughs> what's oh, going on? Okay. <laughs> and then, like, you get into the sense of it and you're like, oh, my God, this is going to be, like, nuts. I mean... It has all of the, I guess, final interview with uh, John Lacar. I think so. Yeah. Who, yeah. I I don't know. Did he die? I assume. I, I don't know. I I hadn't um, thought about him in a long time. <laughs> yeah. I think like the last time I thought about him was Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Yeah. Uh, back mm-hmm. in what twenty thirteen, something like that. Oh, he passed in twenty twenty. So that's eleven for Tinker Tailor. Um, wow. Jesus Christ. Wow, that's a long time ago. That's brutal. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, like, it's weird to get hyped up about like a a, a documentary, I guess. But like, <laughs> and not even like, okay, it's not weird to get hyped up about a documentary. But like, well, I feel like it's like weird to get hyped up about like an interview about a novelist documentary. Yes, you know what I mean. Like, it doesn't have on any of the like um, documentaries tend to be very like dark and depressing kind of thing. Yeah, um, very yeah formulaic. That might. Yeah, that might not be a, like a fair thing, but like this is like on a different branch of the tree of documentary, yes. I think. Um, yes. And, and I'm going to watch the shit out of it. I'm going to watch the shit out of it. And if you, listener, have not seen any, any Errol Morris films, like this is right in line. Like, it, you know, yeah. unbelievable reenactments, phenomenal B-roll cinematography that just like takes actual like Hollywood films to task. And you're like, how is this guy able to do something that no other filmmakers can do? I mean, it's, I've, it's wild. he was one of the filmmakers I studied in college. He literally is like, yeah, he's one of those guys. That I'm like, he changed the game for me personally. Yeah, and I will watch everything he ever does till till I die. And and I'm yeah. also very very clear that he is extremely biased in every single piece he does. <laughs> every piece has a spin, and don't take it as a hundred percent fact because that's not what documentaries are for. Yeah. It's for somebody expressing their opinions. Um. So, yeah, I'm game. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah, October twentieth <laughs> yes. on Apple TV. Yes, I'm going to keep my Apple TV subscription. Let's go. Yeah. Apple TV is like selling Dude, this shit hard. People cranky. keep talking about like, oh, Apple could buy Disney. I'm like, Apple is not doing bad on their slate of no. like, stuff. Pretty much everything they put out is like, I watched it and it's pretty good. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Pigeon Tunnel uh, premiered at TIFF as well. Sure. Uh, TIFF and Telluride. I think it hit both of them. So Makes sense. Um, Makes sense. But also released at TIFF this year. Um, there's a movie that we have to talk about briefly uh, called Estonia, mm-hmm. uh, which is a international film. I want to say I don't know from where. I also don't know from where. It was bouncing around languages. I'll so so suddenly I go a foreign language film or an international film, and I'm like, do I have any actual reason to believe uh, this is from? <laughs> A different country? I, I don't know. Wait, this is a series. That can't be true. No, because how could they show it at... Uh... I don't know, but it says series on IMDb. Huh. Maybe it's one episode? <laughs> that would also explain why I couldn't find it on Letterboxd. I guess so, yeah. Well, either way, Estonia is a 
deeply dramatic docudrama hmm. about the rescue mission of the Estonia ship. I don't know yeah. anything about this. I think it this, was like a cruise ship. Yeah, that's like has become this kind of uh, international scandal. There's a lot going on in terms of like maybe foul plague. It it seems like it's going to be like very similar to something like Chernobyl, like the series yeah. where it's like based in reality but highly dramatized for the sake of the viewer, which I yeah. I'm fine with. I honestly, as long as we get the facts, we're good. Um, looks like it's from Finland. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't know. I think this looks pretty intense. And anything that's on the water, I at least have some time for because it scares the yeah, shit out of me. Absolutely. Well, I'm so, like weirded out that this is, it looks like it's an eight episode series, although there's like no information about it. So when I said it was an hour and 25, so I'm like, how can it be eight episodes? Yeah. I don't know if they know what they're doing with this yet. <laughs> yeah, this might be confused um, because I don't know how you screen an eight episode series, an eight episode series TIFF. At, at TIFF. Yeah, um, and I don't know. know that TIFF would accept a series. That's kind of odd. Um, they put it into a movie and then they break it up later. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they, they turn it into eight 15-minute oh sections. Uh, it's the return of Quibi. Yes. Um, well, it's, so if this is, in fact, a movie and not a series, we'll see. I don't know. Um, if this is a, a movie, then this is a major player in oh. the international Oscar race. Um, if it's well, not, it's not yeah. a player at all, but this looks incredible. Yeah. Um, this looks harrowing. Oh man. Harrowing. Yeah. Um, it, it gave me vibes of, um, Argentina, 1985, like in the, here is this big thing that happened, but we're going to focus on either the aftermath or the people around it or like, yes, Etc. You know the different parts going on, um, as opposed to just like focusing on the event. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm gonna watch it. I we gotta keep an eye on it now, just to like. Yeah. See what happens. Figure out what it is. Yeah. Um. But uh, it's interesting. A lot of these are like we've only talked about a couple that are um, not made by streamers. I know, really and that's very, very interesting. Even the ones yeah. that play and the, that are going to a theater are like, yeah, this is made yeah. by Apple or Amazon or Netflix. Or well, Disney. I mean, yeah, like Killer is a Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Ferrari is on its own. Saltburn, I don't know. Origin, I don't know. But like Faux is a Netflix one or is an Amazon one. It's Amazon, um, Chicken Runs, Netflix. Yeah, no Chicken Runs, Netflix, Hulu. No Hulu, Pigeon Tunnels, Apple. Apple, Estonia. Estonia is could be any up of in them. the air. Um, but then we have May December, uh, which, which is, a, is Netflix. a Netflix show. Um, this is our first look at this. Um, I think also premiered at TIFF. Yeah. I want to say um, Todd Haynes back Legend. again. Um, this is Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman. This was also one of the ones that every Oscar race yeah. list I looked up had May yeah. December. Like this is going to be a huge player. Um, and I mean, like <laughs> rightfully so, like, Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore are powerhouse. two of the bigger powerhouse actresses, I think, out there right now. Both have been nominated um, for Oscars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, both have <laughs> one potentially. Yeah, I'm not going to commit to Port- that. Portman won for Black Swan. Black Swan, and Julianne Moore must have. Uh, well, now we have to know. Now we have to look it up. Hold on. I can't imagine. 
2015 for the kids aren't all for still Alice. That's what it was. Mm, gotcha. Gotcha. She's been nominated um, like five times. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, she's in Boogie Nights. Let's go. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This is like the most teaser of teaser I've ever seen. It's like 30 seconds. It shows yeah. basically nothing. And I'm 100% here for it. Yeah. I'm Crazy down. style. <laughs> um, so much style. It's going to be crazy. So I think the premise is um, Natalie Portman is an actress researching a role between uh, couples of wide difference in age. Mm. I think Julianne Moore is dating a much younger man in this. Um, gotcha. And like, I don't know what that like translate to. Um, I mean, it's a Todd Hayes movie, like you said. Yeah. Um, I love that one of the uh, little like lines that they put on it is from IndieWire. It's a catty as fuck dark comedy. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like that gives it like theme just in that that's the quote that they use. But totally catty as um, fuck. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be wild. Um, yeah. This is going to be, I think, on a similar vein as like Foe, where it's like, here come these two powerhouses that if they're playing off of each other the way I think they will, um, it's going to be wild. And we possibly have best actress. Ooh, how would you even categorize that if they're both like two best well, actresses? One of them's for. I would bet Natalie Portman's the lead in this and Julianne Moore's supporting. supporting. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah. But I say that with like almost no actual idea i did yep. see there's a clip out on youtube as well um Ooh. which i'll arguably gives you a little bit more without giving you anything interesting okay i don't know if um, i want to watch that. I, this is another movie where i'm like you I'm should just in. it's it's it like that one like the you don't get really anything from it except for like oh it's about gotcha. like a change in a age differential kind of thing gotcha um but yeah i mean this is again we're just going to be in the conversation do we have a date on may december I don't know, but I've been hearing about May, December since last year. I want to say it's got to have one now. Um, all right. Well, it's say it I, I did a quick Google and it said May, but I feel like it probably is just I think that's Google thinking that it's like May, December. Um, December. It's starting in December. December first, first. on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And then it. Oh, weird. Oh, there will be a theatrical release beginning November 17th. Yeah. Oscar conversation. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Um, I'm, I'm in. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's go. I mean, I like this is, it's funny because we're getting into all these ones that I'm like, these are the ones I got to go see in the theater. Yeah. These are the ones that I can't be like, although I mean, May, December, not so much, but like, these are the ones I can't be like, all right, well, I'll catch these like before. <laughs> Before Oscar season. Before Oscar season, because I did that last year and it was a nightmare. It was hell um, on earth. It was not. It was great. No, but it was like it great. was, uh, I would, my goal this year was to go into Oscar season having seen way more of the people, of the ones in the conversation, as right, opposed to like watching. four that I'd seen. And I was like, all right, here's 40 watch movies. To watch. 16 movies in seven days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I this, there's no way to make a, a jump nope. from this one. This Zero. might be the biggest jump of uh of of the list here, but yeah. we got our first trailer for Godzilla minus one. Yes. Um a new Godzilla movie in a different world than Shin Godzilla. So a Japanese movie, mm -hmm. uh Japanese Godzilla movie, which yes. 
you know, Shin Godzilla 2014, I want to say, um, mm-hmm. was our last, you know, I mean, there's Godzilla, King of the Monsters and but Godzilla not Hollywood Kong. Godzilla. Yeah. 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 Um, not part of the monster verse. Um, and this, I was reading a little bit about it is separate from Shin, Shin Godzilla, not like associated okay. in any capacity, like that alternate makes, universe kind of thing. Makes sense. Yeah. I um, felt. Yeah. 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 Uh, Directed by um, Takashi Yamazaki. Yeah. Takashi Yamazaki. Yeah. Uh, this looks fucking crazy. Looks awesome. Looks fucking um, awesome. This might be one of the coolest designs for Godzilla I think I've ever seen. Um, and you don't really even see him. Uh, but like the bits that you do, I'm like, oh shit. I mean, um, yeah. I really appreciate that the credits say VFX written and directed by... <laughs> Takashi Yamazaki. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm taking credit for this. This shit. is mine. Yeah. 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 Uh, I am going to watch the shit out of this movie. I um, wonder where it's going to premiere. I don't know. It's supposedly releasing in theaters uh, in like December. Mm. Um, I wonder if that means like a Japanese release. I don't know. I think at the end of the trailer, it says. I remember interpreting it as like U.S. Oh yeah, in theaters nationwide, December first. Yeah, in America, shortly after on December first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this I feel like is going to have a lot of the same things I liked about Shin Godzilla. Of like, it's going to be about the people involved with the Godzilla attack, mm. and not so much just like you know Godzilla destroying and fighting shit. And like you which, never like, see any of the people. Yeah. Either. Yeah, like, I mean, let's let's face it, like, you know, Godzilla versus Kong, the humans were, like, peripheral at best. Yeah, you know, like, like, pr- like a million people probably died in that movie. <laughs> yeah, well, and, like, all of the, like, actors that are involved, like, are just kind of there and not really doing anything or getting developed. It's all about Kong and Godzilla, whereas this, I feel like it's, like, it's going to be just, like, Godzilla destroying shit and then people, like, trying to it's going to be human centric, which I think is, is great and awesome. And I'm excited for it. Yes. I'm game. Um, and to see this in a theater, would you see this in a theater? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I, I Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And it's a post-war Japan. I know. It's going to be crazy. So like technically period piece as well. Um, yes. The effects look amazing. The VFX, they I'm really like, do. Whoa, dude. Like that one shot where he like comes out of the smoke. Oh, dude. I was just like, damn. It looks better than Godzilla v. Kong. Like literally. It does. And, like, Hands and down. Probably with a quarter of the budget, you know. Well, not yeah. a quarter, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Uh, so. Looks great. Yeah. It's gonna. Yeah. I, I appreciate that we are in like a new age of Godzilla. I feel like I know there was a minute there where they didn't know what to do with them. Yeah. I mean, there was like the garbage one in the, in the 90, in the nineties, early two thousands with Matthew Broderick. There was just like, yeah. Um, Yeah. And then we didn't get anything for like a long time. I know they didn't know. Now we're like doing cool stuff with them again. We're Um, back. We're back. So this brings us to our final trailer. The only way we could end this episode off really because this is top five movies of the year. I mean, no doubt. And we're not even kidding when we say this probably will make, this might be one of the highest grossing movies of the year. Yeah, hands down. We are, of course, talking about 
Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour. Yes. Uh, concert film of her Eras Tour. Uh, yes. You know, that's been going on for the past few, know, four months, five Long months. Long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, this movie is going to make so much money. I think it's already made like 20 million in pre-sales. Yeah. It like I know AMC ticketing changed the way they do pre-sale tickets to accommodate for this. They yeah. did the whole like waiting rooms thing. It's like your wait is 15 minutes and then you have 10 minutes to buy your tickets, et cetera, et cetera. Because like the power of the Swifties is like unhinged at this point. It's insane. It's an army. It is. Um, this movie is like the kind of thing that anyone who's going to see this movie is going to see it five times. You know, sing um, loud in the theater. Yep. I will bet there are people that bought two consecutive tickets on presale. Definitely. You know, they're like, I'm just going to do it twice. Um, no doubt. People who have already spent $1,200 to go see her live are going to go see this movie. Well, and, and that's watch the thing that is thing. like, I, I've seen so many things where. It's almost like cult like and I I don't mean it oh, necessarily yeah. in like a negative way, but like I've well, seen so many things where people are like, yeah, like I spent two grand on a ticket. I spent another five hundred dollars on merch. I went, you know, twice like all this stuff. I stood outside in the rain for five hours. To and get I was a in ticket. the nosebleeds. It, yeah. And I was in the nosebleeds like I I so they played at Gillette and like, oh, yeah, they did. I have been in the nosebleeds of Gillette and like you can't you can't see shit see anything it's and like I the guess garden, they have, you can't see anything yeah. <laughs> um but like people just go and go and go and like a wide range of people I know went to that show Many. like people that I was surprised like not that they were like Taylor Swift fans but that they're willing to shell out that kind of money for that show and like to be fair it does look like you know epic like an epic film you know what I mean? Um, totally. And I will say, Taylor Swift is one of those artists who not only puts on an amazing show every time, but she doesn't tour all the time. So it's like, of course, yeah. like one of these things. And she has an insane fan base. So like all of these things stacking, like yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, and the whole concept of the Eras tour being like, yeah, we're going to do like all, what, 10 of her albums, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and, you know, I'm sure she didn't do them in their entirety, but no, like, but there's a built-in fan base for i mean like red was my taylor swift album you know yeah. like that yeah. like i think everybody has their taylor, taylor swift album totally. um you know i remember like jam like that came out just after i went out through like a massive breakout and it was yeah. breakout just after i went through a massive breakup and it was like you know <laughs> it's taylor swift like yeah that's the jam it's perfect um, yeah so like this Easily breaks top five, I think. No doubt. Uh, for for box office, I think it's easily breaks a billion. I think so, which is you just know um, unbelievable. Because she has like a huge international fan base too. People are going to line up for this around the world. Like literally line up. Yeah. Um, genius market genius that they wild. did this. This is that genius. they did it after the tour too. Yeah, and like so soon after the tour. This is um, this could not have worked any better. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be absolutely bonkers. Like we'll have to talk about it because there will be prob like there will be things. This will be a cinema experience unlike anything else. I am going nowhere near a theater. No, uh, when this comes out, um, absolutely not. I think 
we will do box office updates weekly. <laughs> this has, I was looking at this earlier. So this is coming out uh, October 13th. Just around the corner again. Holy crap. But like, what was it? It's against. Um, like nothing. No, no, no. Uh, oh, Killers of the Flower Moon, isn't it? That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, this different crap. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, but like I can't imagine, and I guess it's a week later, but I can't imagine sitting in the theater With watching errors. Killers of the Flower Moon and like hearing Taylor Swift bleeding through the walls. And like people full singing because yeah. you know that's what's going to happen. You know, I mean, like, yeah. come on now. Um, I wonder how long this movie is going to be. I th- So, um, Oh, damn, Killers is the week after with its wide release. Jesus. Uh, the week before with its limited. Although I think I saw a thing with Killers that they might be scrapping the limited release. I think they are and they're moving it to wide yeah. and just doing like a longer run. Yeah. Which is um, whatever. Cool. So it's it's going to be wild to watch this explode. Yeah. Because it, and it's like, it's not even a debate. It's going to be, it's not like a, is this going to explode? It's going to be like, how big will this explode? Yeah. Um, will this be the number one movie? You know, which I don't think it'll unseat Barbie. I don't think um, anything can. But I think it'll, I think it could possibly unseat Super Mario. It could. You know. Um, it could. I think it'll crack a billy no matter what. But Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I texted you this the other day that if it, um, if it reaches the top three, of the of the year um it will be the first time since 2001 that the top three box office movies of the year weren't sequels or franchises yes wait which is isn't that already the case oh or franchise no because number three right now is um oppenheimer no uh oh hold on let me look it up because didn't oppenheimer just cross 800 Oh, it could be Guardians, actually. Uh, no, it's. Um, I think it's. It's Spider Verse. Really. Yeah. That I really thought Oppenheimer. That's had domestic, but like. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's not far off. I mean, Oppenheimer's at three ten. Guardians is at three fifty eight. Spider Verse oh. is at three eighty. Gotcha. Um, but you know, so if if, Eras passes you know, $381 million in its lifetime run, which like it's gonna do totally Um, top three movies. First time since 2001 that they weren't a a franchise or a sequel. Um, Is it franchise or sequel? I don't even remember what I texted you at this point. Franchise or sequel. I think. Yeah. Um, That's great. That's insane. What the hell? Sequel or a comic book movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. But still, Nuts. Or fr- it's insane. I mean, franchise, yeah, Mario, but whatever. Yeah. Um, God. Wow. It, it's weird. Like, I want to be, like, super excited about that, but I'm also, like, I feel like you, like, the Ares Tour movie is, like, going to be, like, an outlier. I'm like, it's just, like, that would, that could no, drop at any year? time, and it doesn't, yeah, yeah it, was, it would do crazy numbers, so. 100%. Um, are you going to watch this movie, the Ares Tour? Um. Concert film? Do you jam on concert films ever? No, honestly. The only one I, I own Bullet in a Bible, the Green Day one, because I mm. was a huge Green Day fan. But like other than that, I don't I you know, I'd rather either be there or 
not and yeah. i'm not a huge taylor swift fan i like her music enough but i'm like yeah i saw the trailer and i'm like okay so i saw the movie like i don't you know yeah. unless there's something revolutionary but uh what about you i don't I know if i have I'll the time this yeah if it it's a weird reviews it's a weird thing because i'm i'm also like i can't imagine a time when i would sit down and watch this you know what i mean like I, this yeah. is not i'm not gonna like watch this this is not a 7 a.m on a saturday morning watch i'm not like sitting at my yeah. desk in an afternoon watching this i'm not watching this like i don't know when i would sit down and watch a taylor swift concert movie <laughs> um i know i know i know yeah but like yeah i don't know it's gonna be one of those ones i feel like i'll ha like have to do it at some point when it crosses like two billion dollars and we're like fuck and you're like well we're gonna have to talk about this on the fucking pod so might yeah as well watch it yeah yeah um yeah but it will also be one of those things that once it comes out every performance on this will be on youtube sure so you can watch like individual yeah, like, like all yeah so yeah. i don't know we'll see yeah we will we shall see never thought that uh, a t-swift movie was gonna hit theaters but lo and behold here we are it has to unseat justin bieber never say never which is the current highest grossing concert film of all time with what gross uh with forgot that existed <laughs> yeah uh which oh god yeah it's gonna do that opening weekend which was worldwide at 100 million oh oh my god it's, it might do that in pre-sales god damn yeah. it <laughs> it already crossed avengers endgame in pre-sales pre like jesus this thing is gonna make two billion dollars man <laughs> yeah 100 million opening weekend it's gonna be wild it's gonna be it's gonna be like nothing we've ever seen literally <sighs> yeah well, yeah justin bieber 2011 never say never is the ranking one at 99 mil million dollars that's fucking bush which it's done that already so like yeah that's nothing that's absolutely nothing oh my god wow never underestimate the swifties for the love of god never. for your own um, good on that note yeah <laughs> um that was a lot of trailers that was a lot of trailers and like we waited to record this. I think we said a couple times. Uh, it's Tuesday right now. We waited to record this on Tuesday because we're like, maybe another one will drop. And then we got five more. And we were like, mm, like okay. Okay. So who knows what we'll see next week. I know. Um, well, do you yeah. want to do some recommendations then? Yes. Um, <laughs> why don't you tell us what our recommendation prompt was? So our prompt was one that I texted Willis earlier today, as we always do. Uh, yes. That a movie that really didn't necessarily need a trailer that you were already on board with. Premise, director, actor, any of the combos that you could be like, okay, I'm in on this. I don't need to see anything. Yes. Which is an interesting kind of a thing. And, I, and after I texted you that, I was like, oh my God, how am I going to, what am I going to say? Yeah. What am I going to do for this? Um. But yes, so a movie that didn't need a trailer that you were automatically on board for. Would you like me to go first? Or would you like to Yeah, go first? why don't you go first? Okay. I had a couple on my list and uh, there were some that I was like, this is way too, like if you have a Tarantino movie, it's like. Yeah, that's well, a Well, little... yeah, like obvious. I had Django on there. I'm like, yeah, well, uh, come on. Um, I'm going to choose a movie that 
honestly, I didn't a hundred percent love the first time, but mm-hmm. having looking like looking back now, I'm so in on it, and I can't wait to revisit it. Uh, it's a film from 2021, I believe, mm-hmm. directed by James Wan, and it's called Malignant, starring ah. Annabelle Wallace. Which, uh, learning about the premise of the film and knowing it was James Wan. I was like, this is a home run. This is a slam dunk. He's spent the last five to seven years doing Aquaman and Fast and Furious. We're finally yeah. getting back to James Wan doing his James Wan thing. And it's better than you could have even imagined because he's taken those like chits, I guess, from being mm-hmm. doing $2 billion. Fil- he literally made two films across a billion dollars. And he was like, okay, I can do whatever I want now. And he did one of the most batshit, ridiculous... Yeah unorthodox idiosyncratic films i've ever seen in my life and it rips malignant is a film that starts out as a classic james wan movie and immediately devolves into something weird otherworldly almost like it's just like almost a psychological drama with amazing fight sequences really amazing jump scares incredible practical effects work um feels like a giallo film that was shot through the lens of someone like Alfred Hitchcock. It's it's just yeah. like, it's weird, it's dark, it's hilarious. It is one of those movies that I will remember forever. It's streaming on Max right now and on Roku and on nice. Hulu. Um, check out Malignant. If you're a James Wan fan, this is one to definitely watch. It is fucking batshit crazy. <laughs> I actually think yeah. you, might, you might enjoy Malignant. It's not your typical, and if you look it through the lens of like the first 10 minutes is James Wan making fun of his own style, mm. which I totally took it as, and then it just devolves into like what the f- anti-hero, like weird, it's just, it's awesome. It's awesome. Mm. Okay. <laughs> it's dark, but it's awesome. <laughs> so, And it's not it. like, is it jump scary? I mean, there are jump scares in it, but like it's not that's not what I took away from it. What I took okay. away is like, what the F? The last 30 minutes, you're like, this is sick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Interesting. I mean, it's brutal, but yeah. So I'll have to I'll consider that. Yeah. <laughs> um I went kind of in a different direction, although kind of not really. Um I I too had a couple on my list, but uh I think I'm going to go with 2013's The World's End. Oh, yeah. This is the third of the Cornetto trilogy uh, by Edgar Wright. Um, And coming off, I I feel like this is like a little bit of a cheat, but like, I don't think so. And I'll explain why in a second. But like coming off of Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, we got... Here's Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, and Nick Frost in mm-hmm. another movie that looks, you know, that's like another ensemble like thing. And like The World's End, I think all of its setup uh, didn't really reveal what was actually going on. Mm. Um, as I recall, the like, you know, the the thought around it was more, um, and the trailers, I guess, was more like buddy comedy kind of thing. But like, I mean, yes, much like Hot Fuzz, things change. Um, totally. But like, I mean, it was, I was like sold hands down, you know what I mean? And this was before, like, I think when this first came out, it was like the Cornetto trilogy was like not a known thing. 
No. Not that like Edgar Wright didn't have that mentality, but like it was only afterwards that people were like, these three movies belong together, right? Like these are three movies that belong together. Um, And I think the world's, I think the world's end got overshadowed by the end of the world, which Mm -hmm. was the same time, which is the um, Seth Rogen, James Franco. Yes. Everybody has themselves end of the world movie. Yes. Um, But like, I really like this movie. It's absurd. I think it's probably the weakest of the three, but like, but so good, but not weak. Like, no, um, I don't know this. Like I, I was going, I was having a hard time with this. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, well, that's what it has to, I mean, I was, yeah, it's, I mean, it's the world. It's Edgar Wright doing his most Edgar Wright thing. Um, yes. And I love it. It's great. It's a perfect kind of end capper for that trilogy too. Yeah. And like enough awesome. and like a thing that's for Edgar Wright to go like, okay, I'm going to go do like other stuff now. Right. I'm going to do so. last night in Soho. Maybe yeah. we'll tinker around with Ant-Man. Well, we'll I, it's, uh, I'm going to do baby driver <laughs> and baby driver. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love, I love so. the world's end. I saw it in a the theater. I thought it was great. Yeah. I think I did too, actually. I think it was the and only I guess of the had, Cornettos that I saw in the tr- theater. I think he, uh, he had done Scott Pilgrim in between that too. Yes. It was like yes. Hot Fuzz was 2007. Right. Oh my God. And then World's End was 2013. So it had been a minute. Um, yeah. Great. Dude, Hot Fuzz has not aged a day. Hot Fuzz is so <laughs> That's incredible. insane. We just watched it recently. I'm like, this movie could have come out last year. <laughs> like, I mean, Shaun of the Dead too. It's like a Same. time. I, I haven't watched World's End in, in a little while. I'd be like down to revisit that. Cause I do feel like it was like, this feels like a departure and then shit hit the fan. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, that's a great one. I forgot. I honestly kind of like, it's one of those, like between those three movies, that's the one you think about the least, but for no Mm -hmm. good reason, you know, like it's still really good. I mean like that, like I do feel like it is the weakest of the three and I think it didn't hit with the same cultural impact as the other two. Totally. At least for me. Um, so like I, yeah, I don't think about it that much, but like, you can't you can't beat those you can't beat Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, and Nick Frost together. Yeah, you know? it's like a mat. It's literally a trio made in heaven. It's also one of those things you watch those and like the peripheral characters oh. in that just keep like hot fuzz. Like Olivia Coleman is the like female cop, and you're like, oh hey Olivia Coleman, what's up? It's like a weird Oscar like nominated weird- Olivia Coleman. Yeah, like a weirdo. Makes you think it was murder. I fucking love that movie. Oh so god. Good. So that's that's what I got. Good stuff. A, that could be an. I don't know. That could be an interesting pairing. It would be a very interesting pairing. It would be. I don't know. I'd have to sit on that for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have the same kind the of thing, end. but I'm. I mean, I haven't seen Malignant, but like, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> uh, all right, let's bring it home. Uh, Josh, yeah. where can people find you on the internet? People can find me on the internet on both Instagram and Letterboxd at Josh J. Fuller. And where can people find you, Willis? Uh, same thing. You can find me on Instagram and Letterboxd at Willis Film. And if you want to find the podcast, you can find us on Instagram and Letterboxd at Pixel Splitters. Um, this used to have way more syllables at the end. 
because we I were know. doing the Twitter thing and the, and, the, and like and your Twitter threads. was different. Yeah. And then like we did threads and then like the Twitter was different for the, yeah. So for pixel splitters, and, cutting yeah. the complexity out of our lives at pixel splitters, pixel splitters.com. If you want to find all of our episodes, including tuned in, yes. uh, which we do every Sunday, which is uh, over 50 episodes now, which is yes. insane to think about. I feel what like we hell? just started doing that. It's been over a year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and God. Um, yeah. I guess that's all we got. Lots of trailers, man. I, <sighs> We're just My starting. two watch list is like so absurd right now. Oh, it's dumb. It's it's it's. I've been trying to clear stuff off mine. I it's it's it's. A, I might need to go, start from scratch. Like for every one bad. you watch, I feel like I add three. Like I added three when we recorded tuned in earlier. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh fuck. All right. You look at your stats on Letterboxd, it's like watched ninety, added four hundred and fifty, and you're like, yeah. okay, fantastic. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and the thing that gets me too is like when we're out. Like you recommend one thing and I'm like, oh, okay. And I look it up on Letterboxd and I'm like, who did that? And you click on the director and you're like, oh shit, I want to watch oh, that wow. movie too. And then you Ad- suddenly Ad- added like, yeah. <sighs> Movies. There's too so many. So it goes. There's, it's there's, true. Yeah. yeah. There really are just an insane amount of movies. Um, Endless. Endless. That's why I love it. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. There you have it. That does it. End of end. pod. End of pod. Sorry, you want to take that again? I stole it from you. Sure, I'll just say end of pod.